good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Cody Cup, hitting cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hare. Hey, Kadagi to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. And, uh, you know, we always say start the show out is that Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You are absolutely right, Dega. And this portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Yes, they've been working with us for so long, and it's really our honor to to have them supporting us as we support them and their work all over Turtle Island. Uh, just a great organization. Uh, we're here with uh, Robert Lilligren, and uh, we are um, talking about. We're going to be talking about some things here. I just got a phone call, so it was really weird and just threw me off a second there. But welcome, Robert Lilligren, CEO of Native American Community Development Institute here in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis. Thank you so much for being on. It's always our pleasure. And I just got to tell you this before we get going, Robert. We we uh, ran into a lot of people at the fair. We run into people uh and it's just you know they they recognize my voice or come see me and it's just like i just got to say there's just this show wouldn't be what it is without guests like you and really uh, no one wants to hear me mumble and it's great conversation that we always have with you yeah well chimigwech robert and boozhoo haley boozhoo robert it's great to be here i really appreciate it i enjoy our time together and and we never quite really know where this conversation's gonna go <laughs> <laughs> I know. I always feel bad when you say that because I remember we would uh, plan on stuff and I would go south on you. And, and thank goodness Wendy has been on the show for so many years would say, ask Robert what he wants to talk about in this segment when we have a commercial. But uh, it's always great to talk and always um, fulfilling. And I think our, our uh our uh, fans, if I can put it that way, and the people that listen to us really enjoy our kind of uh, fireside chats each week. I agree. Well, I enjoy them anyway, but it does surprise me how often I hear out in the community, oh, I heard you on the radio. I heard you on uh, Robert Pilot's show. <laughs> they, they really, uh, folks listen in. Yeah, they do. It really is. Uh, it really has been a blessing. And again, it's grown because of great guests like you and, and spending kind. your time, your own personal time, uh, speaking the truth and talking and letting our listeners know what's going on in Indian country and, and our perspectives on politics and whatnot. And you're our go-to politician here on Native Ritz Radio, and there's some crazy stuff going on. Yeah, well, you have a lot of good politicians that come on this show, so but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be counted among them. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, so what I've been focused on pretty much all day, or or I just can't take my eyes off it, is the the launching of the impeachment inquiry of President Biden in Congress in the House, and it is a farcical show. 
Right. I think it's going to have incredibly powerful reverberations through this upcoming election cycle that could be very good for people on our side of the aisle. Well, what's interesting, too, is I hear people, uh, politicians, you know, are best and brightest supposedly say these outrageous things and say things that are totally not true to their to their constituents and make it true and it just blows my mind it does it blows my mind and it just kind of rubs me the wrong way because it's what uh diminishes people's confidence in government in their elected officials you know it's a it's just sort of commonly held belief that politicians are always lying and mm -hmm. things like that and i can honestly say in 12 years of being an elected office i never told a lie to my constituents, you know, it's not that hard. Uh, you know, you can, there's a, a part of it where you kind of have to spin something a little, but it's still the truth. But yeah, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, oh. who, uh, Congresswoman, who most people feel is the true Speaker of, of the House right now, and she seems to be pulling McCarthy's chain mm -hmm. on this uh, impeachment inquiry. and. And I just don't know where it's going to go. You know, Hunter Biden can't be impeached. I right. guess, I'm guessing he'll likely be prosecuted for something, but right. he's not the president. There's no credible evidence linking his activities to the president. And so I don't know where they think this impeachment inquiry is going to go, but well, I have a hunch it's really going to stir things up. Well, you remember that uh, Biden had a, or Hunter Biden had a fine, and uh, he paid back the IRS uh, with the with the gun thing, and uh, and then that wasn't good enough for the Republicans, and they revved this back up. And they're, uh, uh, you know, these are things that happened years ago. And he, I think he's been sobered up, and I think he paid back paid back the IRS the money he owed, and um, you know, so it's really bizarre. And I also hear the drum pounding about Hillary again, too. And it's oh, like, what the heck? you know, it's, yeah, it's just, it amazes me. And, you know, you look at Hunter Biden, he's a troubled guy, right? Yeah. And, you know, we certainly are no strangers to trouble and within our community, within our families. I think people are generally sympathetic. Right. And I think people respect that, the, that Joe Biden would stand by his son exactly. when he needed to, but he's, uh, uh, but there is, it's this lack of evidence that amazes me. And, you know, there's a, a Trump era uh, finding opinion by the Department of Justice, the DOJ, that says that an impeachment inquiry needs to move forward after a vote of Congress. Right. And that was something that Trump really held up. And I don't know if they're going to get that, you know, vote of Congress. And if you look at it, there are, what, 18 Republican members of Congress who represent districts that were taken by Biden, yeah. uh, won by Biden strongly in some cases. Their voters aren't going to want them supporting some impeachment inquiry. And so I have a sense that this really, really may upset the apple cart. You know, Democrats only need to win five seats to right. take back the majority and I think that this impeachment inquiry makes that more likely. Yeah, and it's bizarre. You know, we have our own politicians like Stauber that will uh, go up and and talk about uh, 
these great bills that were passed that he voted against, but he right. doesn't say that. And then we have that Bobert who talks to her people in Colorado, totally different than she talks when she's in Washington. Right, right. Well, and of course, when there's money involved, right, they want to bring home the bacon that they voted against. Right. And, and it's, just, it's so shameless. And yeah, they're not really bringing anything home. Uh, they're more reasonable Republican colleagues and the Democrats brought, brought the bacon home. And and you bring up Lauren Boebert. I don't know if you saw the clip about her last day. She got thrown out of a theater yeah. in Denver. You know who I am? Right. Do you, you know, know who I am? That she was disruptive and vaping and right. filming, you know, taking video and just, yeah. I, it's an upside down world, and and I don't know. Are we going to head back to civility? I heard that uh, just on the news here yesterday that Mitt Romney is not running for re-election, and he's kind of become the voice of reason in the Republican Party. But he said he'll be like eighty four if he runs again. So yeah, right. And uh, and now he's encouraging Biden to step down as well. Uh, because of this age thing. And, you know, it's just amazing to think of uh, Mitt Romney as sort of the voice of reason, but he did vote to impeach Trump, to right. convict Trump twice. Right. He voted twice. So he's one of the very few Republican senators that cast that vote twice. Well, Robert, you know, what's interesting is um, there's been no talk about age with Trump or Biden until just recently. And it's like, is that all the Republicans got right now? And I know some, you know, uh, podcasters out there that are nationally known are crying about that, but they're also anti-vaxxers. So I don't really listen to them. They do have good guests, but uh, it's interesting that all of a sudden this has popped up because as we know, in my job, I have so many experts working for me, right. and he isn't like doing heavy lifting. He's right. the figurehead in a, in a in a way. Right, right. I think it's something to glom onto. I think we're seeing things like Senator Feinstein and McConnell, who are having these very senior ex- moments and experiences that are lifting that up. Exactly. Hey, we're here with Robert Lilligren, and we're having fun as usual. Uh, talking a little politics, uh, national politics here. I think we'll talk a little bit more about this because it's so it's so darn interesting. And uh, Robert is the CEO of the Native American Community Development Institute, NACD. And we'll be right back. I got that right this time. We'll be right back after this short break. Ho-wah! We are your relatives. We are your relations. Brothers. Sisters. Sons. Daughters. And and some some of us us are your grandchildren. We are your community. Historically, we held places of honor and respect. Because of the impact of colonization, some of us are rejected, thrown out from family, friends, and community, set up as targets for sexual violence, sex trafficked, humiliated, tortured, and murdered. Everybody has the right to be safe. We are your relatives. Remember, homophobia is not traditional. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Back to school season is here. And while this is an exciting time for parents, kids, and educators, let's not forget how far we've come in our battle against COVID-19. We're in a better place, but COVID-19 is still here, and we need to continue to help protect our communities. 
With the flurry of new schedules and classrooms, let's not overlook the fundamentals of staying safe. Wash your hands regularly and watch for any symptoms like fever, chills, a cough, or shortness of breath. Should you or someone you know have COVID-19 symptoms, stay home and get tested. Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. Let's have this back-to-school season be a time of renewed commitment to our collective health and brighter future for our Native communities. Again, find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. From chasing fall colors on a scenic road trip to epic hikes, fall festivals, apple orchards, or long hours on a patio, fall in Minnesota offers clear blue skies, an endless tapestry of color, and unmatched beauty, perfect for setting the stage for any colorful adventure. Plan your dream trip at exploreminnesota.com. Sponsored by Explore Minnesota, aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, welcome back to Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by NACTI, All My Relations Art Gallery in Minneapolis. Hey, we are here with Robert Lilligren, a CEO of Native American Community Development Institute, NACD, and I'm working on that, you know. You're okay. doing great. Haley and I were talking about, uh, off the air, about how it took me two years to say Mary Kunish Podine, and then she changed her name back to Mary Kunish, <laughs> and, you know, it's just like... That's it's just my my cross to bear here. I can't. It can, it. it can be a challenge. It can be a challenge. Hey, so we 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 touched a little about national politics, but I think uh, let's talk uh, some native stuff here. What do we got coming up here? I know there's a lot of things coming up. Yeah, there's so much coming up. Of course, uh, we have Indigenous Peoples Day coming up on October 9th, and so the community is just planning like crazy to make it to make it very meaningful. There's things going on throughout the metro area here in the Twin Cities. Uh, there's a parade in St. Paul. Um, we'll start the day, and I know Robert, you like to attend this, but with a sunrise ceremony uh, at Bede Makaska, which mm-hmm. is one of the premier lakes in Minneapolis, which was renamed not long ago from its offensive former name, and now it's Bede Makaska. We gather there around seven o'clock sunrise, and I always remember this on October 9th is seven fifteen a.m. and it's grow. This ceremony grows every year, and there's prayer and uh, recognition of the water, and mm-hmm. a lot of people show up. A lot of VIPs. Our congressperson shows up yeah. often. Our mayor and others, and they don't show up there to be showy or to speak. Right. They really show up there to be with community. Yeah, and I remember last year, 
uh, Omar was there and uh, they didn't mention her because she was so low key. And I had to go over and talk to the MC and say, Hey, uh, uh, right. He's here. And they gave her a shout out because that's huge. And I remember it's having, huge. having her on the show and not really when she first ran years ago and not really on top of native issues. And I think she's really become a great advocate for us and learned so much. I agree. She is a great friend of the native community. This is Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, who represents most of Minneapolis or maybe all of Minneapolis and some suburban communities. And she, uh, she shows up at the in native uh, for native events. You know, I was so glad that you went and told the MC that at the sunrise ceremony. Had you not done it, I would have. And again, she wasn't there to speak, but I think right. just to show respect, you know, she should be acknowledged. And she does that a lot. Yeah. She'll show up at big native events, and I'll always go up to her and say, you know, Congresswoman, would you like to speak? Would you like to address the crowd? Oh, no, I'm right. just here to be with the community. So we always acknowledge her. You know, you know and who, uh, she has brought home the bacon to our community, too. She got know $3 million of federal funds to our Indian Center rebuild. Wow. Recently. Wow. Yeah. So I you decided to mean to interrupt you. No, I'm interrupting you, and I apologize. But you know who <laughs> always always else uh, used to and still does show up in incognito is the former uh, governor, Jesse Ventura. Have you noticed? Oh, yeah. That? Crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's been, been at supporter. our MMIW march and things like that. I walked with him a little. He's such an interesting guy. Yeah. I met him when I was first running for Minneapolis City Council. He was at an event a friend of mine was holding. And so so I ran up and I said, oh, he was governor then. Right. And I said, hi, governor. I'm Robert Lillard and I'm running for Minneapolis City Council. And he didn't like the administration that was in place there. <laughs> so he says to me, Robert. You got to get that click out of City Hall. <laughs> I go, I'm trying, Governor. I'm trying. And he, he says, and he puts his hand on my shoulder. And he said, Robert, if you touch them, they'll vote for you. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I think he meant shake their hands or touch people. But I think right. it could mean touch them in the heart, you know. Right. So he gave me some good campaign advice That's all hilarious. those years ago. That's hilarious. I got a good impersonation yeah. from two egos. Uh, years ago when he was wrestling and uh, uh, they had that pretend war with Grenada. I don't know if you remember that, but he mm -hmm. was wrestling and he had, he was a Navy SEAL and he came to the ring and he was a bad guy all those years. And he said, I just got back from a vacation in Grenada and the whole audience just applauded. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. But, uh, He's quite a character. Yeah. But that's uh, the support uh, in incognito we really appreciate that because at the time mm -hmm. when i'd see him in years past i was the selfie king before i became an elected official and now i've kind of settled down on that and uh he said no don't take a selfie and it's like okay that's cool i respect that i Interesting. Have. yeah yeah because he didn't want to yeah, be so found out you know that he's there supporting yeah. you know he wants to be yeah, just a normal okay, person yeah. Yeah, and then also on Indigenous Peoples Day, Monday, October 9th, uh, a project of NACTI, it's called Make Voting a Tradition, and yeah. that we call it. It's a intergenerational, year-round approach to engaging uh, Native folks in the political process, the policy realm, in meeting their elected officials and holding them accountable, and it's just great. It's been, it's been up for about eight years now, eight, nine years, eight years. And uh, on October 9th, uh, from 12 to 4, we're going to be holding um, a uh, candidate forum 
Cool. And yeah, and uh, NADA Voter Registration Day. And MVAT has done incredible work in registering Native people to vote and getting Native families, you know, children and grandparents to go vote, uh, focusing on 16 and 17 year olds, getting them pre-registered. But uh, we'll have candidates. We have an election here in Minneapolis, the city mm -hmm. council election in November. And so we'll have candidates from city council, candidate forums. We'll have some sort of explanations about how city government works, how it impacts you. Yeah. And so folks can go to the Make Voting a Tradition uh, Facebook page to yeah. get more details on that. Well, you know, it's as you're speaking, I was thinking, you know, uh, We've got so many good things here happening governmental-wise with the trifecta here in Minnesota. But a lot of that has to do with the strength of making voting a tradition. And the last couple cycles, uh, we've really become a, a power here in the whole state of Minnesota mm -hmm. because of that. Uh, and uh, people are taking notice, and we also have a lot of great representation, too. We do have great representation here. And then Make Voting a Tradition organizers... Uh, went up north during redistricting yeah. a few years back and really influenced and impacted the congressional map up in northern Minnesota. So for the first time in history, the three big reservations in northern Minnesota are all in the same congressional district. And our guys had something to do with that. Absolutely. And I know another organization was up there too. And you guys, I heard the number of 9,000 new registered voters in two cycles Whoa. ago that that made a huge difference in this state and yeah. uh, with the governor and, and all the, the big, uh, it was the presidential campaign too. Right, right, yeah. And then one other kind of fun thing I wanted to bring up uh, is, and as you know, cause you come here all the time, our organization, NACD has our Four Sisters Farmers Market mm -hmm. every Thursday through the season from 11 to three, right on Franklin Avenue on the American Indian Cultural Corridor. And on September 21st, so that must be the next market after, yeah, uh, we're holding a pickle off, we call it, it's a pickle contest. <laughs> and we're partnering with the Indian Health Board of Minneapolis and some of the residents from Little Earth. We did this a couple of years ago, you might remember. Yeah. And it was just a hit. And so, so on the 21st, uh, we're gonna have our pickle contest. Explain that to everybody. <laughs> yeah, so people enter, community people who have made pickles. We have different categories, mm. you know, cucumber sweet, cucumber dill, cucumber hot, you know, other kinds of pickles. And so September 21st at 1130 at the farmer's market. And uh, at the last one, it was right before an election, a city election. And so we incorporated a big candidate forum and our community here, Little Earth of United Tribes, was open their garden or their farm and the they just got a new pizza oven so they were making us all pizzas but it yeah. was a huge hit and uh one of our high profile city council members who rarely has come out into the native community before that came out and she ended up winning her category what and she thought we had rigged it for her and i was one of the judges i think we didn't know we had no clue cool was who. so she's going to come back lisa goodman council member lisa goodman <laughs> to defend her title Nice. And it's just, it's such a good relationship building opportunity and we get some folks who don't get down into the native community that often down in the community, sort of demystify our community, right. and show how welcoming it can be. So 
Yeah, that's September 1st, 1130 to 130 at the Porcetra Starvish Market. Haley, you better get those cucumbers uh, cut up. I got a good recipe there, uh, and we can uh, get you in there. And uh, I and, will uh, be there. Win, win for Ho-Chunk. Yeah? Yes, I will pickle? be there. Do you do pickles? You know, oh, I, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't make my own pickles, but I will eat the pickles. So oh, not sure, right. not sure if you made it to the fair and had the pickle lemonade, but I heard that was pretty good. Oh my gosh. No, I did not. So that the governor, uh, Lieutenant governor, Lieutenant governor loved that. Yeah. Well, and so for folks who are listening from out of state or something, we have a, a native Lieutenant governor, Peggy Flanagan, my wife's sister, and we're so very proud of her. She's so present in the community. As you are, and we really appreciate you stopping in, Robert, and uh, your busy day. And I know all the committees and groups that you're a part of, and uh, you've always been a glass ceiling breaker for our Native community. And our uh, and uh, we just want to say, Pinigi, thank you so much for stopping in. My pleasure. Great to see you. Gigawadaman. Oh. All right, right on. Hey. It's Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and we'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live and and let let howl. howl. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. You work hard for every cent you make. You have bills and you have goals. Choose a bank that's going to support you along the way. That's Fair Financial Banking. No overdraft fees, no minimum balance. No credit score required. Call 651-262-2173 to talk to a Fair Financial enroller to open your account today. Keep more of your money. That's Fair. Fairfinancial.org. Fair is a program of Prepare Plus Prosper, a nonprofit organization and is not a bank. Banking services are provided by Sunrise Banks N.A., member FDIC. Hello, this is Ellie Krug with Ellie 2.0 Radio. Now my show will be on Saturdays from 10 to 11 and replayed on Sundays from 1 to 2. You will get to the best of Ellie 2.0 with talking about idealism, with guests who come in and who are idealistic, who are trying to change the world, and you will get me, Super Idealist. Tune in. We can't wait to hear from you. And you'll hear from me Saturdays from 10 to 11. 
Hi, I'm Peter Solak. And I'm Adam Ostrowski. We are here at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces to talk about the joy of live fire cooking. Cooking over a live fire is the oldest and most basic form of cooking. What's new is in the way a fire is handled and its heat is managed. It's easier to experience and enjoy the smell and taste of food cooked over a live fire. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces sells and installs live fire grills, fire pits, and ovens. Let us help you experience the smell, the taste, the fun of cooking with fire. Pizza was first made and is still best made in an open fire oven. The radiant and conductive heat of a live fire is unmatched for wood roasting and baking artisan breads too. Come see the many ways you can cook over a live fire. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood and gas units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. More information at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. Would you let animals pick your insurance? Do you really need to experience mayhem to get the best rates? Or how about a celebrity quarterback or fake university saving you money? There's a lot of marketing stunts when it comes to insurance, but what you really need is someone looking out for you. Call Array Insurance, and they will work hard to find you the best insurance coverage and rates. So avoid gimmicks and call Cheryl at Array, 763-504-3067 or ArrayInsurance.com. Array Insurance, working hard for you. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Showers and storms possible tonight with an overnight low of 61, then another chance of rain and storms on Friday with a high of 76. Nightingale is your cozy, comfortable neighborhood bar and restaurant at 26th and Lindale in Minneapolis. Come in for the famous Nightingale burger or the ginger tamari chicken wings. View their menu or place a takeout order at nightingalempls.com. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and again, I'm your host, Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Development Institute in Minneapolis. Hey, we have a super duper special guest here, uh, Rachel Dion Thunder, who's uh, driving back from Washington, D.C. and uh, on a trip for Leonard Peltier's birthday rally. And before we get to Rachel, we want to listen to Nick's uh, quick speech from Nick Tilson, uh, who is there in front of the White House. Haley, should we uh, let her let her play now? Absolutely. Well, here we go. Fishing rights, land back, education. Many of these things and many of these policies were created because the, because the conditions were created by the American Indian movement for these things to happen. But one of our relatives, Leonard Paltier, has not been able to benefit from those changes has not been able to benefit from the very things that he fought for, from the very movement that he sacrificed to build. Right on. Yes, uh, absolutely. Hey, we're here with uh, Rachel Dion Thunder, and that's just a little excerpt from uh, what was happening yesterday and the day before in Washington, D.C. Land back. Yes. 
And uh, Rachel, are are you there? Are you able to speak with us here? <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm here, Robert. Um, thanks for having me on. Hi, Haley. Um, so that uh, that short clip that you just heard was uh, Nick Tilson, uh, president, CEO, founder of Indian Collective, based out of Rapid City, um, and Indian Collective and Amnesty International co-hosted an action yesterday in Washington, D.C. at the White House on September the 12th, which is Leonard Peltier's birthday. Um, so this uh, this action was, was called the uh, Leonard Peltier, uh, free Leonard Peltier 79th birthday action. So yesterday he turned 79 years old. Um, behind bars, you know, um, held as an indigenous, as a native political prisoner for the past 47 years, 47 years of those 79 years of life. And I am, I am on the road. I am driving right now. I'm actually, I'm back here in Southside. We flew back, um, early this morning. Um, the care there was a caravan that was a part of this action that was planned by Indian and uh, and Amnesty International that went all the way from the Jumping Bull Camp on Pine Ridge uh, in South Dakota to Rapid City to Minneapolis and on into D.C. Um, and they're scheduled to be back here Southside, I believe, around 2 a.m. tonight. Um, so they're on the road on their way back, but. You know, yesterday's action, you just heard like a small snippet of, of Nick Tilson speaking. There were a lot of really, really great speakers. And I don't know if you guys have that flyer that has the the names and photos um, <clears throat> of those speakers that you could put on the screen. But, of course, there was Nick Tilson. Um, there were members there of Leonard Paltier's family, his children. Uh, Chauncey Paltier was there present, and so was Kathy Paltier. Um, then there were um, speakers <clears throat> such as uh, has Dallas Goldtooth, um, infamous for reservation dogs, for res dogs. He actually emceed the event. Um, the president of the National Congress of American Indians was there and she spoke. Um, Suzanne uh, uh, Harlow and you know just uh nick nick estes which is he's here in uh, minneapolis he teaches at the university so there were a lot of really powerful speakers and speeches um and several hundred participants you know made it there in dc for the action um and so we marched uh from several blocks away to the white house uh with with the drum and you know gather there kind of uh, on the street in between lafayette square and the white house and <clears throat> had the speakers had medicines had singing and there were there was no um i don't know how to word this there was no no one was doing anything rowdy you know it was all pretty pretty standard um public you know civil disobedience or or protesting, if you want to call it that, you know, with mm -hmm. speakers, with singing, um, and that sort of thing. And, and about an hour and a half into it, um, started noticing some park police showing up, 
um, you know, and they would, they had caution tape in their hands and slowly more and more, uh, law enforcement cruisers were kind of coming in on both sides there. And, um, you know, secret service started showing up and then they kind of lined up on the lawn of the white house and then gathered on both ends of the street and came in from each side. Um, and I, I was on live at the time. I don't think I have a clip. It would just be from my live stream, but um, they they came in and they lined up and they cut off <clears throat> a section of, uh, or a group of, of us that were there that were closer to the White House mm -hmm. from the rest of the group. And the rest of the group were pushed back more into, into the, um, into the, into the park, um, into Lafayette Square Park there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so when they did that and they cut everybody off, they, um, they ended up taping off the street on both ends so nobody could get in or out, um, from mm -hmm. that area that they had kind of blocked off with the people still in there. Um, and then they just kind of, um, slowly made arrests. They came in, they would take like one or two people at a time from that group that were, that was cut off there at the, at that white house, um, and they would take them over to the side and, and, you know, arrested them. But thankfully everybody was released. Everybody was safe. Um, and just, and we're only giving citations is what ended up happening. I think there were a total of 35 arrests that were made. Rachel did, what was their reasoning behind this? Because again, we've seen a lot more crazier things from MAGA and thing, people like that at, at the White House that they don't get arrested or don't even get, uh, they get protected more than anything. And here we are, a couple hundred Native Americans and allies and people watching this in front of the White House. And then they slowly make a plan to cut you guys off and shut you down and start arresting people. Uh, is that, that's been par for the course with, uh, with, uh, protests with Leonard protecting water and all these things. Uh, I've been down to Washington quite a few times over the years, and it just seems like native Americans can't get a fair shake out of anything out of DC. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Robert. Um, you know, there in, in DC, there's, there are protests all the time. You go to D.C., you're going to see some kind of civil disobedience or protest or action happening. And it does seem like we don't get a fair shake. You know, we were there literally for a few minutes before they started kind of slowly trickling in. And, you know, and it just kept building and building until there was, you know, all of them that were there that you saw at the end um, with all the arrests. And, you know... I just think, honestly, Robert, I think that they're scared. Um, I think that they're scared of our power as Native mm -hmm. people, as Indigenous people. I think it scares them um, seeing Indigenous people unite. You know, we talk about the eagle and the condor prophecy. You know, that that unification of, of our people here in North America with South America and those numbers and you know that that power that comes with our people and our connection to the earth and our medicines and our songs and our ceremonies that's something that they don't understand right because to them they understand a dollar mm -hmm. and when they see that kind of power that they don't understand and that they can't control 
that scares them. You know, and another thing too that Rachel that scares them too, and I watched quite a few videos, live live streams, including yours, is that you know of the old days and the new days and today days of the American Indian movement. I know whenever I go to an action, I put on a my American and Native American Indian movement swag on just because of that, because there's actions over the 50 years of AIM that really have uh, uh, woken up people and really uh, showed power with uh, the Native Americans all across Turtle Island. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, and Leonard is a part of that power of right. that resistance. You know, they, you 47 years ago, well, actually you really want to get technical about 49 years since he was originally arrested in Canada Mm-hmm. you know so nearly five decades they have held this man a father and now a grandfather an elder mm-hmm. to make an example to say that this is this is what's going to happen to you if you stand up against us if you mm-hmm. stand up against this system if you if you resist the these methods of colonization that they push on our people so they well, they've they've held him to make an example out of him, and obviously it doesn't work, or it didn't work because right. if it had worked, we wouldn't have even been there gathering yesterday at the White House. Well, you know, and uh, you know, I was at Standing Rock uh, four or five times. I can't remember for you know a few days at a time, bringing firewood and uh, materials, and the police mm-hmm. were acting the same way there as they were in the seventies, eighties, the uranium. Mm-hmm. And it, it was bizarre, a militarization of a uh, police and mm-hmm. police from Minneapolis were coming there. And we, we deal with that with when we were protesting with, uh, uh, you know, Floyd and, uh, all those things that happened in the inner city with, with our BIPOC native native, uh, BIPOC, uh, relatives, this is a, a, a common thing. So it's, it's, I just got to give you, we got a minute left, uh, Rachel. I got to give you, your husband, uh, Dallas Goldtooth, uh, Indian Collective, all the people that were in Washington. I wish I could have made it. I would have been there. Uh, but uh, to keep on keeping, and that's what we got to keep it on doing. And it's a grind and it's a grind for the next seven generations. Mm-hmm. No, you're you're absolutely right, and um, you know there is a lot of work that's been done, and like what Nick was saying in his speech, you know we're we're building upon the work that was done by many, like the American Indian Movement, um, and I truly do believe that the best days for our people are ahead. Absolutely. With that, we're going to leave you, Rachel. Rachel Dion Thunder, Pinigigi, thank you always for stopping in and educating our vast listeners, our white uh, allies and our Native Americans that listen to the show. I really, really appreciate what you coming on and the work that you and your family do. Thanks, Rachel. All right. All right. I can feel she said thank you back. Hey, we'll be right back after this. <laughs> yes, after this short, thank you. <laughs> after this short break. Thank you again, Rachel. We'll be right back. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. 
City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Be a vaccinative. It's time to come together and talk about the urgent need to stay up to date on COVID-19 vaccinations to protect our heritage, our loved ones, and our future. Throughout history, we have always faced challenges, and today we must protect our culture and loved ones. This is our opportunity to ensure that our tribal gatherings once again resound with joy and celebration, where the echoes of our ancestors guide our steps. It's a chance to care for our elders, cherishing their wisdom and stories for generations to come. COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. Let us unite, resilient as ever, and show the world the strength of the Native American community. Together, we shape a future where our traditions thrive, our children learn from our ancestors, and our people flourish once more. So be a vaccinative and learn more about staying up to date with your COVID vaccinations at health.state.mn.us. That's health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Hi, this is Gina. Matthew, I will not read this next line. I'll be your snookum wookums. Fine. My husband is the sexiest radio host in Minnesota, Matt McNeil. Dang straight. When it came time to replace my vehicle, I wanted an option that was safe in the environment. I wanted a hybrid. My RAV4 hybrid is a greener vehicle without sacrificing style and comfort. I love my Toyota hybrid. Toyota hybrids are incredibly fuel efficient. Test drive one today at Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How? Hey, Karagi, welcome back. Producer Haley Cherry here with you. Chasha Pewangawe Neko Chunk Nation, Eagle Clan descendant. I recently made a little shopping trip to the city of Brooklyn Park, Minnesota, and was so happy to come across this place as they had everything I was looking for for my little weekend project. I don't want to give away their name just yet, but one of the co-owners was so kind to sneak in a little interview with me while I was there. So let's go ahead and take a listen. I am here with a very, very special guest, and I want her to go ahead and introduce herself and give her tribal affiliation as well. Uh, my name is Jessica Travis. I come from Standing Rock and Cheyenne River. And where are we right now? In our store. Arlene and I have a store in Brooklyn Park, Fire Mountain Fabrics and Supply. Yeah, so this is Jessica and Arlene's store, Fire Mountain Fabrics and Supply. This is in Brooklyn Park, 6264 Boone Avenue, North Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. So how long have you guys been in this building, or how long has Fire Mountain Fabrics and Supply been around? We started our online sales in October of last year, 2022, and opened our brick-and-mortar store in February of this year. So just a few months. Great. So have you guys been pretty busy? Has So what made you kind of see the need for more Native uh, fabric stores? 
Arlene, Arlene and I both sew um, for our kids and uh, we found just our own personal experience that there wasn't a store nearby that had the materials that we were looking for. And so we decided to open our own. And so it's the community response has been amazing, uh, a lot more need than we had anticipated. We knew there was a need for ourselves, um, but didn't realize to the ex extent that um, everyone, you know, just it's amazing that how many people have kept coming through, just different organizations, different school districts that are wanting to start classes um, and get people more involved um, with creating uh, items. So even like ribbon shirts, ribbon skirts, regalia, uh, there's a need. <laughs> so yeah. it's been fun to be able to be the source for people to come in and, and get those supplies. Great. So, and you've done some advocacy work with children and kind of supplying them with materials as well. How has that been kind of giving back to the younger generation and teaching them the traditions and the ways of our ancestors? It's, I th it's fun to see the, the circle, um, having the young ones that come in and they'll either come with their grandmas or their aunties, sometimes even their dads. Um, but to be able to see them pick out that fabric that speaks to them uh, and then help them with their ribbons and matching them and the excitement that they have. They sometimes even come, come in with like already uh, drawn out skirts. I had a young sure. girl come in, she had her skirt and everything that she wanted, she had looked online mm -hmm. to see which fabric she or uh, what fabric she wanted to use. And so it's just been amazing. We also have elders that come in that um, had lost that growing up. And so kind of coming into it uh, without knowing certain things as well, it's, it's just been amazing to see um, the community coming together and um, being able to provide um, a space I love that. Yeah, really coming full circle um, and teaching um, everyone to create, I think, is really important. So is there a reason behind the name of this store? I know it's called Fire Mountain Fabrics and Supply. Is there a reason why you guys chose that name? Uh, when Before we started our store, um, Arlene was diagnosed with stage 4 ovarian cancer. And so prior to her initial treatments, we ended up going back down to Arizona where she's from. And her and I and her sisters and a group of friends ended up getting um, tattoos, matching tattoos that had the mount mountains on them um, for Arlene to honor her. Um, and that what she was facing was the greatest mountain that she was about to climb. Um, she also loves hiking, but uh, it kind of signified that and that we were we were there to help her climb that mountain. And um, so we wanted to put mountain into it at some, you know, into our name for sure. And then uh, we decided fire just because of, um, you know, with our ceremonies and stuff, that fire um, helps heal and yeah. it's medicine. And um, so that's why we decided fire mountain. Love that. And do you guys have a website too for people who are out of state or maybe who do, don't live in Minnesota that they can go to your website, check out and maybe order something? Yep. We do online sales at firemountainfabrics.com. Uh, all of 
the supply, well, we have inventory online, but we do have more in the store. Uh, we do uh, orders for large groups as well. So if there are groups that are out of state and aren't nearby, they can email us at info at firemountainfabrics.com um, and we can send them a, um, a separate invoice. And then we make sure that we have the stock of fabrics that they, it might show up that we don't have it online, but we might actually have some in store that we'd be able to get for them. Great. And then just walking in here, in here too and looking around, I saw that you guys put together little kits uh, to make your own ribbon uh, skirts. And I saw maybe a ribbon shirt too as well. Um, how important is that? Do you see a lot of people buying the kits that are already put together? I feel like that's just a lot more efficient of a way for maybe a beginner or someone who is coming in here that's really overwhelmed and maybe doesn't know where to start. So how popular has the kits been? Kids are very popular. <laughs> we get a lot of school districts, different organizations that are doing classes. It makes it easy for them to be able to um, just hand out the kits during their classroom time. And it just has all the supplies that uh, somebody would need for making either a ribbon shirt or a ribbon skirt. Uh, we also do uh, tote bags. We do pillowcases for um, different groups just for beginners to start learning to sew and then they kind of move up um, to doing their shirt or their skirt. Great and will you guys be at the this weekend's uh, Mankato powwow? We will be yep we're packing up today and we'll be heading over there tomorrow and we'll be there through Sunday. Great. Well, you guys, if you are in town in Minnesota, why don't you head over to Fire Mountain Fabrics and Supply for all of your latest native design fabrics and supplies for ribbon and regalia projects. Again, their address is 6264 Boone Avenue North, Brooklyn Park, Minnesota, and they will be at the Mankato Powwow. So if you're there, make sure to check them out. Again, Fire Mountain Fabrics and Supply. Thanks again, Jessica. Uh, hey, if any of you are headed out to the 51st annual Mankato Wachipi this weekend, make sure to check them out. Big thank you to Robert Lilligren, president and CEO of Native American Community Clinic. So great to see you today at the Four Sisters Farmers Market. Thank you, Rachel Dion Thunder, AIM Indigenous Protectors Movement, and Jessica Travis, Fire Mountain Fabric and Supply. You have been listening to Neighbors Radio presents I'm Awake. The American dream is a dream for a reason. You have to be asleep to believe it. Wake up with us. We are still here. We are the seventh generation. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office, and free Leonard Peltier now. The Tom Hartman Show. Now that's Smart Radio, AM 950, KTNF, St. Louis Park, Minneapolis, St. Paul. The progressive voice of Minnesota. I'm Jackie Quinn. A plea bargain for President Biden's son Hunter fell.